I literally cannot believe that it's the second week in November. I know. It's Thanksgiving. No, I told you that it's Christmas and then it'll be Thanksgiving. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So start this episode with something that you're thankful for. Christmas. No, come on. Be I'm serious. thankful for Christmas. Come on, seriously. I'm thankful for all of you. Yeah, me too. I'm thankful for our little podcast family. And for family. And for family. You and said one thing. And for... Well, that maybe that's mine. Okay, that's yours then. Yeah. Okay, well, think about it, because the next time I'm going to ask you, too, I'm going to say... say Christmas. No, stop it, Samantha. Thankful for my... Thanksgiving. <laughs> things that we're thankful for. Christmas. The very first Thanksgiving, here's a fun fact about our genealogy, is... I don't know which one it is, but one of our family members came over to America from the UK on the Mayflower. It's a fact. It is a fact. Um, do you, you didn't even respond to my text the other day. So I've been like real deep diving into our family tree again. Cause, like, <laughs> cause we're royalty. Dude, I didn't even respond. I sent, she, I didn't know how to respond. She didn't even respond to me. I got, I can't even remember who it was. I think it's on your dad's side. Like, way back yonder. Way back yonder. You know how you're talking about? Okay, this is more for Amanda, Canada Amanda. And, yeah, Canada Amanda. She's, like, my my Henry VIII fangirl with me. One of our however many great-grandfathers was a privy counselor for Henry VIII and was the mayor and sheriff of London. Yep. That's wild. And then I was like, is that legit Ancestry.com? So then I Googled him. For sure. It's For sure. It's it is. Thing. Yep. And Mary, Queen of Scots, was our great something grandma. I don't know. But we have, like, royal blood. Yeah. I mean, she lost the crown. But anyway. Her son got it. But it's pretty cool to. I don't know. So Canada, Amanda, thought you'd appreciate that. Right. Well, we all appreciate it. Full send back to our Henry VIII episode. Full send back. So you should let me do more Tudor episodes. So it's our family. Yeah, for sure. <gasps> Amanda, you heard it. And then, <laughs> and then you should be more about Thanksgiving and showing gratitude and being thankful since we were there at the very first Thanksgiving in Pilgrimages Day. I will be extra grateful for you when you let me do more Tudor episodes. Oh, my God. That's not Let's a suspended start. sentence thing. It is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let's start a petition. So, season one is almost over. We're almost done. We're almost done. Yes. Which is super, super exciting. And so, we have a bunch of housekeeping that we're going to do, like, to end out this year before we go into season two, which is going to be... Tyler, are you ready for it? It's going to be Fire! It's going to be so good. We have some exclusive interviews with some serial killers. We have some, we've got a lot of great things going on in season two that's pretty exciting. But I don't know if you guys could hear my eye roll when she said fire, but. Yeah, I like that word. Um, oh, no, no, no. Tyler said, I can't say that word. Tyler said based. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> He'll still like it. Um so we are going to answer emails, right? Yeah, we have one, one today, email today that we're gonna that we're going to address. Yeah, so we're gonna just kind of do Q and A here a little bit. Okay. Okay. So I'll read the email. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
Oh wait, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. <laughs> this is the suspended sentence. And we can be found at Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Patreon, the Suspended Sentence Podcast. Our email address is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com, the world's longest email. And you can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold. I did look and you literally anywhere that books are sold. Really? Including nice. Better World Books. I'm going to start promoting them because I love them, too. Oh, good. Okay. Um, IDP and the 13 <laughs> Components to Criminal Thinking and Behavior. Correct. My brain stuck for a minute, but I got it. That's okay. All right. Let's hear the email. Tracy and Samantha. Hello. Hello. I love your podcast and the outlook you guys give on the mental health side of crime and also your tips for keeping ourselves safe. You have talked several times about making sure um, that we are able to protect ourselves. I am a single mother of two children living in Massachusetts. There are more times than I would like to admit that I am afraid. Watching the news, hearing the sirens, having my kids get out of the school bus to go home. Go, wait, to go to school. I can't read words. Sorry. School shootings. Evil seems to be everywhere. I have a couple questions about protecting my family. I do have a concealed carry permit. But what real protection do you have to defend ourselves when our government tells us we can't? So she has three questions in here that we'll, we kind of all break up and kind of talk about individually. Okay. But, and then she says, much gratitude, Lisa. Okay, so um, being a single mom in itself is really scary. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the news is absolutely terrifying. I don't understand, though, what, what did she say when the government says what? The government says, says that we can't. Tells it, us we can't. Tells us that we can't protect ourselves? I don't understand that one because that one, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, there's, what is it? The First Amendment covers freedom of speech. Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Fourth, unreasonable search and seizures, right? Mm -hmm. The Tenth Amendment, isn't that the one that talks about separation of um, state and federal law? That the states can govern themselves, and it's then been a hot minute since I looked at the amendments. And then I, um, I love um, what's her what's her name? I'm sorry, Lisa. Lisa, I love Lisa that you have your concealed carry. I love that. I love that. I think that every woman should be trained in firearms and carry. I huge proponent of that. Um, but in I think in the late '80s, it was Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, who is my favorite president of all time. Sorry, everybody else, but. Um, <laughs> He signed actually into law the um, Firearms Owners Protection Act, Act which, which prohibits you from being legally required to register your firearms, mm. which, which I really love. But so I don't really understand. I don't really understand what she means that the government tells us that we can't because we can protect ourselves. You just have to do it within the confines of the law. Okay. But you absolutely can defend yourself. Okay. So one of her questions that she added and had in there was, can you talk about the use of deadly force when protecting myself or my children? <laughs> Absolutely, I can. <laughs> yes, I would love to. All right. Okay. Pass the torch. Okay, so there's three laws that jump out at me right away when you say, when you say, can I use deadly force to protect myself and my kids? And these are those three laws. Number one is, and this is going to be very, very dependent on the state that you live in, but it's going to be the duty to retreat, stand your ground, and castle laws. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me define those first, okay? Okay. So <clears throat> the duty to retreat, again, it's different for every state. You need to look up what your state is to know which law applies to you. Um, but the duty to retreat 
is it's a legal requirement saying that if somebody attempts to hurt you or to do bodily harm to you, that you have to try to retreat before you fight. Mm -hmm. You have to, okay? Stand your ground laws though, they say if somebody threatens you, you have a right to defend yourself, period, end of discussion. That's okay. it. Castle doctrine laws, those laws say that you have a right to defend yourself in your homes or in your own personal, like legally occupied space, i.e. like your cars, with, with no duty to retreat obligation. Okay? Okay. So, but retreating in public places, you have to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can only defend yourself openly if you're in your home or in your vehicle. You, but if you're out in public and there's a threat, you have to try to get away before you defend yourself. Okay. Okay. And I know every state, like I think Wyoming has stand your ground and castle law, doesn't it? Um, Wyoming is a stand your ground law or stand your ground state. Okay. And I think Texas, I think. I'm going to, I'll Google it so I can read you which states are what, but. But each state, like you just said, each state determines, and I said this in the beginning too, each state says what, what, what it is, what limitations are going to be put on this, on your right to defend yourself. <clears throat> My advice, obviously, Lisa, is always make sure that you understand what your state is and what the legal like limitations to defending yourself is. Wyoming, like you just said, it's a stand your ground state. So here, I don't have to retreat. I don't have to. If somebody breaks into my home and I feel threatened, I can legally do whatever I feel like I can justify in my head to defend myself, my family, and my home. Massachusetts, and I just Googled this. So okay. Massachusetts is a duty to retreat state. Okay, so that means you cannot use deadly force, even in self-defense, if you can reasonably avoid it by running away okay so example for that if you live in an apartment and only have one entrance to your home um my understanding correct me if i'm wrong on this if somebody comes in through the front door and you're trapped in the back bedroom or in the bathroom or something and have no way of getting out from there then you can use deadly force correct okay so Consult with a lawyer because I am not a lawyer. Here's my disclaimer. <laughs> I am not giving legal advice and I'm not telling you that you can or cannot do anything, whatever, okay? So Massachusetts specifically, even though it is like a, a duty to retreat state, this does not apply to home intruders. Oh. Okay, so castle doctrine laws say you can defend your home. Okay, but let's, but let's be specific on that, Okay. So somebody comes to your apartment, Samantha, like you just said, and they're standing outside of your door. They're trying to get into your house. They have a gun. You can see through the peephole. They've got a gun. They're, you know, whatever. They're trying to get in. You can't fire through the door. Right. They have to be in your space, in your home. But no, you do not have any obligation whatsoever to run from your own home at all. Like you defend your home, right? But, but here's the here's here's the other thing. Okay, so your reaction to the perceived threat has to be comparable to the threat. Mm -hmm. Okay, somebody can't just be knocking on the door and it scare you and you open fire. Right. 
I mean, it has to be a real threat. You can't just go shooting people. You, you can't do that. And that's both in stand your ground and duty to retreat states, right? The, the type of self-defense, it can't exceed the threat. Right. You can't you can't just go all whatever. Okay, so let's think of an example here. Okay, so you go downstairs for a midnight snack, okay, in your house, and you find a burglar in your kitchen. You don't see that he has a gun, he doesn't have a knife, he doesn't have you just see that somebody's in there, okay? But it's dark, right? You can't grab your gun and shoot him ten times. Right. Even in Wyoming, even in a even in a stand your ground state, like you can't do that. The threat is not there. He's in your house, yeah. But if you open fire and shoot him ten times, that's a little excessive, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. <laughs> right, right. However, if you wake up in the middle of the night and somebody is standing over you and they have anything in their hands at all, you can grab your gun and shoot them. Because you don't know. And it's going to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Right? Again, I'm not giving you legal advice and I'm not telling you to shoot somebody. That is not, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. But again, your reaction has to be proportionate to the threat. It has to be. If it's not, um, it's called, what's it called? Um, imperfect self-defense. In, oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. No state gives you the right to just shoot people. I mean, you... Well, it would be like anarchy. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't, you can't just say, well, I, th- they were looking at me. I, they're, the way that their eyes were and the way that they're, they were walking towards me was, was threatening you. And I you know, pulled out my gun. That's, no, you can't do that. Right. So it has to match. It has to match be, the energy. <laughs> yeah, it has to be proportionate. It has to be a real threat. You have, right. Your life has to really be in danger for you to take somebody else's life. Does that answer the question? I think that does. Okay. If I'm sitting in a bar and someone comes up to me and starts to threaten me or is saying that they're going to kill me, or if I'm at a school sporting event and somebody comes up and threatens me, what can I do? (laughs) I don't like that question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a lawyer question. (laughs) I don't like that. If you're sitting at a bar and somebody comes up and threatens to kill you, who have you pissed off? Girl, what are you doing? Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but but really, okay, in a duty to retreat state which you're in, um you have to try and leave. You have to get up and you have to leave. If you don't leave and you just sit there in any way shape or form you know like egg them on even by just being there and they do something to you, you then cannot use deadly force because you did not try to retreat. You didn't try to leave. Okay. So you know, in a stand your ground state now, if somebody is facing eminent threat or danger, yeah, I can, I can do, I can do whatever. Okay. But, but you're not in Wyoming. So, um, but again, I think, I think that the go-to is always, always, regardless of the state that you're in, try to de-escalate the situation and try to walk away. Now, if it's a sporting event, seriously, that your kids are at, and there's going to be a lot of other people there. There's going to probably be some kind of security. There's probably going to be law enforcement's going to be in the area. I mean, law enforcement does a really good job of monitoring places like that. So, I mean, call 911. And if it's at a sporting event and there's a parent that is constantly, like, doing shit like that, go to whatever 
rec district or rec board or school sanctioned event or whatever and file a complaint and make that stuff stop because that's just absolutely asinine. Yeah, I agree. For that to be happening at any sort of kids events whatsoever. But always try to de-escalate. Always try to walk away. Always. In my opinion, but I mean, regardless of where you're at, but. Okay. I mean, I've I've never even heard of something like that happening, though. I mean. It might happen. We live in a small town. It might. We don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. And that's, I mean, Massachusetts is completely different than Wyoming. Right. Completely different. What can I do if I see someone is breaking into my house or is already in my house and I can see that they have a gun or a knife? Okay, well, those, that's two different questions. If somebody is is trying to break into your house or somebody is already in your house, that's two different questions based on your location, Lisa. Because like we just said in in Massachusetts, they can't be in your driveway, they can't be on your front porch, they can't they have to actually be in your house, the house. and actually have to be threatening you in some way inside your house. If they're outside your house, call nine one one. Right. That's what I was gonna say. So if you see them like trying to break in, through, climbing through your window. They're not in yet. Like. Right, right. Now, when they get in your house, we've already established you have a right to defend yourself, your property, and your home. So, I mean, it is what it is. Okay, so would I bring my kids into that? No, probably not. If I'm outside and I see somebody is now inside my house, I'd probably call 911. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to tell a little Wyoming story, and this is a Wyoming story. This is a defender i mean this is a a, um stand your ground state okay so this this happened in wyoming so the land that we have is about seven miles out of town and it's in the middle of nowhere there's no cell phone service it's a private road that when you pull down into it like you're in there okay so and where my land starts to where my gate is is, oh, it's probably about 700 feet and it's straight up a hill, okay? I'm just trying to set the scenery for you, okay? Um, and it's, I I have 50 acres out there, which, I mean, is a pretty decent chunk of land. So there aren't neighbors on top of each other. When I am out at the land, I don't see anybody. I don't, like, I. you're on your own. Right. You're on your own out there. So this was, mm, I think, two years ago, two or three years ago. Um, I was out there hauling water for my animals and, um, I left the land, pulled down. So it's dirt road for about a mile and a half. And then I get on an old highway to go into town. So I leave the land, take the dirt road to the highway, um, pull out. It's 70 miles an hour on this road, pull out to go, you know, to take the highway back to town and there's a vehicle behind me. It's a red rusted out old Buick piece of shit car. And I'm going 70, which is which is how fast it is, and they are right on my ass the whole time. Well, because of what I do for a living and because I'm just smart, I'm always paying attention to the shit that's around me. Right. I always pay attention to things that are happening. And I'm really big on numbers, and I like license plates, don't I? Yeah, she has everybody's license plate memorized. I know everybody's license plate. But I look at license plates and I look at, I just, I pay attention to these things. So anyway, so it was a license plate from um, a state next to us. And in the vehicle were three 
20-something-year-old boys. Okay, so I've got a few things that I have to do in town. I've got, and I need to haul more water. And I go to the water fill station, which takes quarters, you know, like to get it to, you put quarters in and it shoots water out, whatever. And I didn't have any quarters. And so I went to the car wash to put in my dollars to get quarters, but then I felt bad because I was just taking their quarters, whatever, so I rinsed off my truck. So I pull right. into the bin, and that red Buick pulled into the bin next to me. And I get out, I rinse off the truck, whatever. The guys are walking back and forth in front of the stall that I'm in. Okay? Well, now I don't really want to rinse off my truck anymore, right? Like, what the hell are they right. doing, right? So I just stop, I put it away, whatever, I drive out. I drive from the north side of town to the south side of town, which is a jaunt. It's not like, you know, it doesn't take me two minutes to get there. It takes, you know, like seven, eight minutes to get across town. Whatever. <laughs> it's, okay. a, it's a jaunt, okay? <laughs> it's a jaunt. And I go to the bank um, to make a deposit, just running my errands for the day before everything closes. It's, you know, like three, whatever in the afternoon, whatever. So I park in front of the bank. I walk in, um, come back out that red Buick is parked in the parking lot. Not next to me, but they're parked in the parking lot too. Okay, again, I pay attention to license plate numbers. So it is the same vehicle. It is the same three guys. It is the same vehicle. Okay, so I get back in my truck. I leave. I go through the drive-thru Taco Bell. <laughs> they stay, like they're there. They're right there. Then I drive to the east side of town to the water fill station. The water fill station is by the dump, and so there isn't a lot of traffic out there. It's pretty secluded. There's not a lot of, of, I mean, traffic. And I'm filling it up. It takes about, I don't know, five or six minutes to fill up the water tank. And as I'm hooking it up, whatever, again, I notice the vehicle is parked across the street from where I am, and they are watching me. Right, and it is, I mean, you could say for argument's sake that it's a small town. It's not maybe that uncommon to see a car a whole bunch. But, but it is. That it is. That it many is. Times. Uh, um, and in the locations that I was going. Right. Like it's like that's. Yeah. So it's pretty clear to me that I'm being followed. Like these guys are watching me and I'm being followed. But it is what it is. So I have my water in my truck. I get back on the interstate. I take the interstate. Get on the, the highway. I'm taking the highway back out to my land. Okay. I am now hauling 250 gallons of water in my truck. So I am not going to be going 70 miles an hour. I do not ever drive faster than 50 miles an hour when I'm hauling water, ever. Mm -hmm. So I'm going 50 into 70, they are on my ass. So I pull over a little bit so that they can pass me. They're not passing me. Okay, cool. Well, they back up a little bit. And so now there's probably, I don't know, four or five um, vehicle lengths in between, in between my truck and their piece of shit car. And I don't know why I keep calling it that. So I drive the seven miles on the old, on the highway. Then I turn onto the dirt road. Take the dirt road. They're behind me. Take the next turn that is clearly marked a dead end that goes into my land. They turn. So now I'm going a little bit faster. Because I have exactly what I'm going to do in my head. Again, this is a stand your ground state. And we don't fuck around in Wyoming. Like, we don't, there isn't calling 911. And I would just like to point out, there's like two gates you have to go into onto the land that say very largely no trespassing. Yep, I was going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. So I get to the bottom of the hill where my land starts, and there are two signs right there that say private property, no trespassing. 
So I book it, I am now on my property. I can see that they're turning down there. I am on my property and I floor it to make it up to the top of the hill to my gate. So I get to the top of my gate, I get out of my driver's side, I go, I open my gate, I lay my gate down. I'm watching them and I'm moving a little bit slower now. <clears throat> they crossed my property line. And what did I do? I did not go to the driver's side of my truck. I went to the back seat of my truck where I grabbed my 22 long barrel, long rifle. I put my 20 round clip in it and I opened fire. And I was aiming at them, at their vehicle. Now, shooting a 22 from that distance, I'm not gonna kill anybody. I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, it's gonna make a ding. It's gonna, they're, but they're, they're gonna know I'm not fucking around. And I unloaded that entire cartridge at their vehicle and I was shooting at them. Yeah. I wasn't giving a warning shot, I was shooting. They're on my property, they were following me. They clearly were gonna pose a threat. I had zero um, cell phone service. I had zero means of anything at all. I tried to get away from them, even though I have absolutely no obligation to do so whatsoever in the state of Wyoming. And I emptied that clip on them. I have never seen a vehicle, I don't even think they stopped before they threw it in reverse and hightailed it out of there. Now, had they kept going, had they kept coming towards me, knowing that eventually my clip was gonna want, run out. I mean, I have another gun in my vehicle for up close and personal serious shots, but, but I had no obligation at that point to play nice. Right. And everybody in the state of Wyoming knows if you step foot on somebody else's land, that is exactly what you can expect because we take our land very, very, very seriously well, we've here. We've talked about that before too. Like, yes. You don't go on other people's land. <laughs> no, you don't do it. You don't do it. So, I mean, that's, that's what I did. And that, that was the story. But that's, I mean, but that's Wyoming too. Now, so I'm Googling as I'm talking because I, I'm really good at talking, right? Okay, so again, don't take this. I mean, this is off of Google. So it may or may not be accurate. You guys check your own state laws. Know what your own laws are in your own state, okay? So the stand your ground laws states are these, according to Google. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Florida, that surprises me because doesn't Florida have gun bans? I don't know. I don't know either. Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, um, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and the great state of Wyoming. Okay. Okay. Uh, Castle Doctrine states, do, 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 sorry. Um, Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, that's you, Lisa, Minnesota, Nebraska, New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. So in my state, I can shoot. In your state, you have to wait until they're actually in your house. But again, Force must be met with force. You cannot shoot an unarmed person. Okay. You can't do it. Well, and you shouldn't want and, to. And you shouldn't want to. Yeah, regardless of how scared you are. Right. Right. I mean, fight. Take a, take a self-defense class as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do that with your kids, too. 100%. Yeah. I know how, I mean, I took, you had me in self-defense classes. Yep. At a very young age. Very young age. 
Yep. So, I was going to say something inappropriate, but I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what if I'm in my... Okay, well, girl, what do you got going on? What if I'm in my car and I accidentally drive into a mob of people who are protesting? Whoa, she is playing every scenario here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Does Massachusetts, does that happen a lot? I mean, I but I mean, we're thinking from a Wyoming perspective, right? I don't know. I, I have a story on that, but. You do? Yeah. Okay. Um, if, if that happened to you, Lisa, you're in a duty to retreat state. So drive slowly and get out of the situation. I mean, people are going to move. Just drive. Now, if they're, just drive. Yeah. I mean, not fast. Don't like and like run people over causing death because that would be bad but just you know people will get out of your way they're not gonna like you know i don't i don't know i've never been in that situation so i have been in that situation you actually do you not remember this no so um george floyd after george floyd's death there was i lived in texas during all of the police protests oh that's right yeah the police protests and, um, so one of the offices that I managed was in downtown Fort Worth and police came by and said there are scheduled, it was scheduled protests. And they said there are, there are scheduled protests, but the protest last night in Dallas got really out of hand. So it's your choice. If you would like to stay and remain open, we advise you to go home because things had gotten a little wild, a little Western in Dallas. Okay. So, um, made the decision that we were going to close office. Um, I had to run by our Cedar Hill location, which is about an hour away. And then 35, I-35 is what I would take to come home. And I took I-35 and there was protests had moved from downtown, which is probably about a 30 minute walk, um, to the interstate had moved to on the interstate. Um, there was people throwing bricks at cars. Oh my it was God. like people shooting in people's cars like oh my god um and so that was i mean i just kept driving home yep um and prayed nobody threw a brick at my car (laughs) or shot me so i mean don't stop yeah don't don't get out don't Don't engage engage. yeah don't Um, make eye contact with anybody don't do anything like that just drive at a at a speed that you can i mean yeah, and then the next day when I went to work, um, we had to close because all of the businesses downtown, all the windows were shattered. That's ridiculous. People so, are ridiculous. Yeah, so that's I have been in that situation. That's um, why I was like, oh, what, what do you got going on? Oh, wow. So, yeah. I mean, these are great questions. These are great scenario questions. Yeah. I'm very well thought out. I, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, it makes me sad that, I mean, that she, that you're thinking about these things. But I like that you want to have a plan. I like that. Yeah. Because, like, I had never thought about something like that. No, why and would you're you? you're in that situation, you're like, do you oh, God. just, like... What do I do? Yeah. Don't How stop. How do you engage in a situation like that? Like... Don't stop. Keep driving. Yeah. Uh, not 80 miles an hour, but keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not, like, hit anybody. No. Have you ever heard of people that use this as a defense for committing murder? Oh, my God, I do. I do. really? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, so in New York, there was a case um, not very long ago. Okay, so New York is, uh, hold on, let me look. Um, It's Castle Doctrine State. Okay, Okay. so 
So, which again, you can defend your home, but you have a duty to retreat in public, okay? So, 20-year-old girl was out, like, I think she was 20, 21. She was out just, like, hanging out with her friends. It was, like, a Friday night, and she was, like, in a vehicle with a couple other of her buddies, and they pulled into the wrong driveway. Like, they were, you know, like, GPSing the address, whatever, and, you know, GPS takes you to the wrong place sometimes. Yeah. And they pull into the wrong driveway, and none of the kids got out of the vehicle, they weren't like speeding or acting crazy or doing anything foolish, whatever. They pull into this house, into the wrong driveway, and this old man comes out with a shotgun and just opens fires because he he was, he was he said that he felt threatened. He killed the girl. Oh, wow. Just for pulling into the wrong address or into the wrong, into the wrong house. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. and she died. There was a similar story, though, in um, Missouri um where the guy was like 80 who shot i think the kid was like well he had to have been 16 because he was going to pick up his twin brothers so his twin brothers were at a play date at their friend's house and mom said hey swing by this address pick up your kids before you head home and so he does and he goes and he knocks on the door and but he was one street off oh. so he was at the right numbered house but the wrong street knocks on the door and this 80 year old guy was scared the 16 year old kid shot him twice once in the forehead and once in the arm the kid lived what yeah but they but all he was doing was going i mean he wasn't doing anything i mean i'm glad he lived but like you just said he got shot in the forehead he got shot in the forehead point blank yeah Jesus. Isn't that crazy? That's okay. Wild. And then here's the most wild story, okay, in Wyoming. <laughs> oh, okay. And you're going to remember this as soon as I start talking about it. This happened just a couple years ago. So two guys, one guy is dating this chick. They break up. She meets somebody else. Um, they start talking, whatever. Then she sleeps with guy number two. Guy number one. Then she goes back to guy number one, but she's still kind of messing around with guy number two, whatever. And so guy number one and guy number two get each other's numbers. They start fighting over this chick via text message. Guy number two says, or guy number one says, this is my chick, dude, Um, beat your ass. And he was like, whatever, pull up. And the guy was like, whatever, here's my address, pull up. So guy number two, this is a true fucking story. Guy number two goes over to guy number one's house. Why are you laughing? This is not funny. Am I not thinking about the same story? No. Oh, I had to whisper because I can't say. No, this is an actual freaking story. No, this actually happened. It happened in Casper, Wyoming. You can Google it. Guy number two goes to guy number one's house, goes to fight him, just like two guys fighting, right? Now, guy number two is on guy number one's property. What is Wyoming? Stand your ground state. Guy number one pulls out his fucking AR-15 and shoots this dude nine times. Jesus. Two of the shots were in the back while the guy was running away. Oh, damn. Guess what? Not guilty. Damn. Stand your ground laws. He went there to fight. Guy number one thought that guy number two could actually kick his ass, and he shot him, and he killed him. Two shots with an AR-15 in the back as the guy was running away, and he was found not guilty... Stand your ground laws. That's a true story. Google it. You can Google it. That's not where I thought you were going with that. No. 
No, it actually really happened. And, I mean, it happens quite a bit. I mean, it happens, like, on the mountain a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, People um, have properties up there, and if people, you know, it it does happen. There's quite a few, quite a few cases in Wyoming. And, but Wyoming, we stand by it. Yeah. We stand by it. We do not go on people's property. This just made me think of this, and this is completely, like, related but unrelated. I've been watching Gypsy Sisters. And when they do fights, they won't go to each other's houses because if the police get called. Because you have the right to defend your home, so any fights in the gypsy community has to be done on at a mutual location so that you can't... Okay, so that's, that is another part, though, with the castle doctrine laws is that if you invite somebody to your home, so they're there on invitation. Say you're having, I, this is a horrible example. I don't mean that this is, but I'm sure that it happens. It's Thanksgiving and everybody comes to your house under your invitation for Thanksgiving. You get into a conversation about politics, whatever. Somebody pulls out a gun to shoot you. You cannot defend yourself. Oh, really? You have a duty to retreat. Oh. Even though it's your house, but that person is there by your invitation. Huh. That's so if what, you say, okay, so if that was the case, so say, going with the gypsy analogy here, say one gypsy girl is like, I'm going to beat your ass, come to my, show up at my address, she can't, if she, if somebody like, stab, if she stabbed somebody and killed her, killed the girl in the fight. If it's castle doctrine. And, but also, if it's outside. Yeah. Castle doctrine says it has to be inside your house. Sorry, I've been watching Gypsy Sisters. So, <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like before you, before you think that you know it, research what the limitations of these laws are, and look at actual case studies and how the law is going to rule, either in your favor or not in your favor. Like know what the laws are. However, I'm going to say this, like actually shooting and killing somebody should be the last thing that you think of. Right. Like there's a million other things that you can do if somebody's breaking into your house. Like, you know, first of all, and Lisa, you're doing this, have a plan, know what you're going to do. You know, outside of your house, have, have cameras, have lights that are on. Don't, don't make your house inviting to people, you know, of that caliber. Have, you know, have a a room in your house if you can that's, you know, like a safe room that has a good strong door and and good locks on it. And if somebody is coming in your house, I mean, obviously call 911 first, hide, don't make a sound, and try and let law enforcement deal with it. Because, I mean, no matter how big of a badass we all think that we are, actually killing someone is going to fuck you up. And you're going to have to live with that and you're going to have to deal with that and you're going to have to process that trauma forever, you know, and, and not that law enforcement has any mental health training or resource or very many resources available to them at all, but it's an expectation of their job. It's something that they're trained to do. Right. And if you can, you know, try and try and resolve it peacefully for your sake, not for their sake, but for your sake. But again, Nothing that we said in here is legal advice or any sort of interpretation of the law whatsoever. No, educate yourself on your own state. Educate yourself, come up with your own plan. Just like, you know, they always say that you should have like a fire for every time you move to a new home, you should have a fire exit plan Mm -hmm. for your children, right? Yeah. And you should practice that regularly. Yeah. Practice this. Practice if there was different scenarios. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where you go, what you do, 
how you deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, in in Wyoming, if I was to call 911, law enforcement would be here within 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is very, very few places that law enforcement is not, I mean, Johnny on the spot in Wyoming. But in bigger cities, and I don't know what Massachusetts is like, I don't know where you live, I don't know, you know what I mean? Sometimes, and I've heard this a lot, that it could take 45 minutes for law enforcement to show up. Well, and there is some states, is it Oregon that, (laughs) is it Oregon? Uh, It's either Oregon or Washington that pretty much, like, they pretty much defunded the police, where... You're kind of on your own. Well, you're kind of on your own, and there's been reports of, like, people will call and be like, oh, so my house is being broken into, and they'll be like, we'll get to you when we can get to you, and it may be a couple days before anybody comes. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so have a plan. Have a plan. Know what those statistics are. Know how long, you know, it takes for cops to get there, for help to arrive, whatever. You know, maybe, I mean, if you live in a good neighborhood, have a neighborhood watch. Have, you know, I mean, there's resources and there's things that you can do to protect yourself and to look out for yourself and your neighbors. Be friends with your neighbors, honestly. Oh, um, not no, me. Here's my thing, like, and here's another, I know, Texas story time. Um, one night I was, or one day Brighton was out of town and our catalytic converter was stolen off of our car. Yep. And I knew, I was friendly with my neighbors, but I didn't really know anybody at that point. And I was just about to leave for work. And as I walked out, my next door neighbor came over and was like, Samantha, I'm on the phone with 911. And I was like, what? Like, I'm just leaving to go to work. And he was like, I thought Brighton was working on the car. So I came over to say good morning. And some guy got out from underneath your car, looked at me, said good morning, got in his car and left. And was as I was like walking out of the house that morning. Oh, my God. And so, I mean, he had gotten his license plate. He had everything. I mean, there was no follow up from Fort Worth Police Department. It was not, yeah, not prioritized. But, yeah. Um. So that next that night, I got off work and I went and I talked to all my neighbors and was like, just a heads up, here's this. And um, one of the neighbors across the street said, "I'm not trying to scare you." He's like, "But it is very clear when you were home alone." He was like, "Your husband drives a very specific vehicle. It is very clear when he is not home and you are here alone." And yeah. he was like, "So then, I mean, we exchanged phone numbers and he was like, call me if you need anything, but." Yeah, and you pay don't, attention no, pay to things attention like, to, yeah, yeah, like, you don't realize, like, oh, yeah, it is very clear when I'm here by myself. Right. Yeah. It's a scary world. It is scary. Thank you for bringing all the education of all that. Thanks for the questions, Lisa. And if you have yes. any more, you want any more clarification, just email us or, you know, shoot me over, shoot shoot us over your number or whatever, and I'd be happy to talk to you and, yeah. and you know, give you some more tips and... and Good luck to you, but try not to worry too much. Try not to let fear stop you from living your life. You right. have a concealed web, concealed carry, which means that you are trained, I hope, which means that you, you know, you know what to do and you know how to do it and you can take care of yourself. Do not not be confident in yourself. Yeah. Um here is my word of caution to everybody else though. Like just don't go buy guns. Yeah. Like if you're not trained and you don't know how to use a gun, don't ever pull a weapon on someone. It's more dangerous. It's more changed. dangerous because, I mean. If the person on the other end of the gun knows how to use the gun, it is very easy to get the gun away from you and then it's a weapon Absolutely. Absolutely. So. so know what you're doing if you're going to mess with guns, please. Right. Please. And there's a million resources out there to get trained for shooting. Contact your lo- local law enforcement, um, your local game and fish, your local, any, your local, um, uh, 
what is it? The um, Marine, the reserves, the National Guard. Oh, I contact was like, what? those. <laughs> contact any of those people. They will point you in the right direction to get firearms training and certifications if you want to take it that far. Yeah, hundred so, percent. But please don't have guns in your house. Please don't go and buy guns. Please don't do that if you're not going to train yourself on how to use them and everybody else in your home too. Yeah. But Lisa, great questions. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you. You guys stay safe.